you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, <laughs> I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f- best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture themed trophies for six basketball related activities. Trophies like the Dominic. Toretto, I live my life a quarter mile at a time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina wine mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Without further ado! That's what the game's all about. All of a sudden you feel like you can't miss. I'm gonna just leave it up there. You couldn't make that if you tried that again. Absolutely not. Spread the floor, let's go! Welcome to Buckets. My name's Matt Moore. I'm the senior NBA writer for the Action Network. And I'm joined by professional better Raheem Palmer. This is the Thursday workshop, which we do on Wednesdays. We take the Thursday lines hot off the presses, break them down, give you the best line, sides, totals, angles, and how to bet the NBA night by night. This is the Thursday show. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to download the Action Network app. It's the best way for you to track your picks, get up to the second information on where the money's coming in, how the lines have moved, all of that. Plus, you can follow Raheem's picks in there as well. Raheem? Doing the Thursday show, obviously a big night in the NBA. Got some juicy matchups. Where do you want to start? What's your first best bet? Our first thing's first, we're going to go with the Golden State Warriors, minus one and a half. We all saw what happened the other day. Golden State Warriors absolutely dominated this team through three quarters. And if you went to sleep in the third quarter, you probably thought it was over. Dallas Mavericks went out there 33 to 13, fourth quarter. I think this is a good revenge spot for the Warriors. I don't need to like go deep into the handicap for this one. But when you have a devastating loss like that, and then obviously the, the Warriors, they've lost a couple games straight. They got blown out by the Minnesota Timberwolves. I just think this is a good spot to get back. And I think the Warriors get it done. Well, you know, Draymond's traveling with the team and he's not going to play. Uh, don't you want to, do you want to wait for Clay Thompson to see if he's in this game or not? Honestly, no, because. Look, he didn't play the other day, and you saw what they did to this this team. I mean, outside of the fourth quarter, and I think if Play Thompson is is going to play, it's going to move the, the number up. So I think this is a good spot for the Warriors just to bounce back, and I, I just think they have some advantages. Obviously, this Mavericks team to me, they can be inconsistent. Like they're a good three point shooting team, but I just think the Warriors have had their number. So I got to play this. Okay, so this is another. I'm, I'm going to tr- keep trying to talk you off this. This is another spot. We've got the Mavericks at home national TV game. They are nine, six and one versus opponents with a 50% or better uh, win percentage this season at home. That's against the spread nine, six and one against the spread. I will say, however, as a dog this season, they're one, five and one in those spots. So maybe that's like the play here is like, okay, but they're, you know, they should be dogs and they haven't been able to do that. It is just a two point cover. I get it. Um, I'm just a little concerned. Like the Golden State hasn't been playing well. And Dallas kind of, despite all logic and reason, 
um, has like Dallas has been playing really great lately and they can switch and they have all these things. And Luca's, you know, calling for switches versus LeBron and then busting him. And the Warriors without Draymond aren't the same team. And Andrew Wiggins can't hit water if he fell out of a boat. Like, this is a, I get that this is the, in the NBA, you want to pick these kind of spots where it seems dicey and go in. I'm just a little concerned that the Warriors are not, I'm in the same kind of spot with them that I honestly am with Phoenix. We talked about this on last night's show that if they're facing a bad team, I trust the Warriors, but I don't necessarily trust them to be able to get it done versus the best teams right now. And the Mavs have been one of the best teams in the league since January 1st. To me, I, I just think, to lose the way they did the other day, I, I just think it's the spot. I mean, when you look at they, they got the Lakers and the Nuggets coming up, and then they got the Clippers and the Nuggets, and then the Bucks. So this just feels like I mean, this team has lost four out of their last five games, and they've had some like devastating defeats. You, I mean, you look at the, the the loss to the Knicks right before the All Star break. They went life or death with the Lakers. They had the loss to the Clippers where they just couldn't get anything done. The loss to the Nuggets where they were up eight points with. 40 seconds to go and, and lost that. I mean, obviously they beat the, the Trailblazers, but that game against the Mavericks, they should have won. And I think they know that. And to play them in the same week, I, I just have to play the spot. I, I can't, I can't not, not do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, by the way, after winning a previous matchup this season versus a team, 60% winning percentage or better, Dallas is four and five against the spread, three and six straight up. So there's a good trend for you there. Uh, what's your next best bet for the night? I'm going to go with the Memphis Grizzlies, Boston Celtics under. And this is a, this is a pure model play. Like, I, I just think this total is too high. We're at 223. I make it around, where do I have it? I had around 217 for the full year number and 220 for recent numbers. And you look at the fact that Jalen Brown isn't going to play in this matchup. You've got two solid defensive teams. And you've got two teams who really aren't great in the half court. Look, the Memphis Grizzlies, they're 23rd and a half court points per play. The Celtics, they're 12. And actually, this line is kind of fishy because, I mean, it's basically saying that Jalen Brown isn't going to play, but the Grizzlies laying two and a half on the road, it just kind of feels a little bit off to me. So mm. I actually want to I want to see where this number goes, but I'm looking to play the Celtics. But yeah. I like that under. I, I, I just think, I think you're going to have – a lot of people looking at that Jalen Brown injury. And to me, when I look at my power ratings for this game, I think I have this Celtics minus like two. So it's just like you're taking almost four points away for, for Jalen Brown. And I don't know if that's the right thing to do. The Grizzlies are the eighth worst offense this season versus switching defense. So the Celtics basically play switch all, all the time. That's like, that's their base scheme to switch. So you have a matchup problem for Memphis. I don't, I don't mind that, but I also think you do have two teams that are really good defensively and two teams that are mediocre offensively and the total is a little high. I've got it two thirteen, So I'm kind of with you on this one. I like the under in this one. The only problem is like the pace, right? Like Memphis just yeah. plays so breakneck that I have a hard time trying to figure out how much are they going to allow? Like, I think the question is, you know, maybe if we look at this, how often I'm actually going to look this up right now. I want to know how often the Celtics allow transition opportunities. Um, what percentage of the time do they do that? And according to Synergy Sports, uh, Boston is ooh, Boston that only allows 
Ooh, one, two, three, four, five, six. They allow the seventh most time of possession in transition. So that's a little concerning. Don't love that. Cause like, that's, that's the issue here, right? Is yeah. even if they're able to hold each other to a lower efficiency, this can still be a one fifteen, you know, one twenty, one fifteen game. Yeah. If, even one fifteen, one fifteen, one ten. Yeah. That's so that's the over. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One fifteen, one ten game based off of the pace. I think like that's an issue here. Um, what is kind of interesting, like on that same level, Memphis is actually 15th in that. So they play this breakneck style. They're always in transition, but they don't allow you to get out in it much. Like that to me is kind of interesting uh, from that perspective. Memphis plays the third most of any team in transition this season. They have the, the highest added per possession based off of how fast they run. Boston's a little slower. They're 23rd in transition rate this season. So I think this is still a, a good play. I'm a, I'm a little worried about it, but I think it's still a good play just based off of the switch. No Jalen Brown. Memphis needs to cool off at some point offensively, I guess. Um, it makes yeah. me nervous to go against this, this Grizzlies offense with where it's been, but I still like it quite a bit. All right. My first one, I got two for you. <laughs> this is an oldie, but a goodie. And this is one of those like random, random things that mm-hmm. we do um, that like an angle to play. That's kind of crazy because it doesn't yeah. necessarily make a lot of sense, but I, I do kind of trust it. And it's, <laughs> and we talk about the motivation, motivation game, right? We talk about that all the time. Yeah. How motivated are you? You're playing the Lakers. No, I'm not. Uh, I'm playing okay. the Detroit. <laughs> I'm playing the Detroit Pistons. Uh, I'm playing the Pistons plus 10 and a half versus the Toronto Raptors since Dwayne Casey went to Detroit was fired by the Raptors and has gone up against his old team. Dwayne Casey with the Detroit Pistons, mind you are eight and three straight up. That is 72%. He is eight and three. This is a going thing. Raptors fans are always making jokes about it for whatever reason. Like, Casey gets his guys more hyped for this game. It is circled on his calendar every year. Like it is a massive deal to him to get a win versus the team that fired him and then won a title, which has got to, you know, break his heart a little bit. Uh, I think if you look at the Raptors have been really inconsistent, they got these two wins versus the nets and they've been streaky this year. They were really struggling before the nets are obviously really bad uh, I, I feel like there's maybe a little bit of an advantage here in terms of the perception of these two teams. Now, Detroit's tanking. Don't get me wrong. Like, that's very apparent that they are obviously tanking. But against the spread in the last eight matchups, the uh, Dwayne Casey's Raptors are five and three. So and when you got this kind of spot, let's see what it is for the whole time that he's been there. Yeah, it's eight and three against the spread as well. So. You know, if they, if they don't win, they don't cover. So that's kind of a concern here. I'm a little tempted on the money line, but this is just one of those trends. I, I look the model. I think the model likes it as well. Like I like the number on it. I want to know what yours is when we look at the the number for Detroit and Toronto. But the Raptors are ten point favorites here, and on power rating, I've got an eight point four. So I'm getting a point and a half of value. I will take the points, but I'll probably sprinkle a little bit on the money line or playing in a, in a round Robin, just because this trend yeah, has been I, wild this season. 
I actually like this play. Um, I might play it myself just because I have it 8.9. Pistons have been playing good basketball. And yeah. you could argue that the Pistons might be a little bit deeper of a team than the Raptors right now. I mean, like you mentioned it before, the Raptors are playing their main guys 40-plus minutes. Fred Ramblee's been banged up. OG Ananobi's been out of the lineup. And you saw the Nets were able to hang hang with them in that second matchup. So, and the Detroit's been playing good basketball over the – since the all-star break. So I think this is a team that they, they definitely can hang with. I mean, you look at the Raptors, they're 25th in offensive rating over the last couple of weeks. The Pistons are actually 17th. So I like this play a lot. How do we cap heat nets? Katie's coming back. No Kyrie. Cause it's a home game. The heat are on a third game and four nights back to back. Lowry's not playing when we're recording this tonight versus the bucks. It seems like a rest spot, but they can't because it's national television. I don't know. Like my number is useless with the Nets. Like it's just it's useless. Yeah, my number is is definitely useless. <laughs> so, I guess it's got to be a stay away based off of the number. I kind of like the Heat, but I don't like them in the spot. I think is where I get to. Yeah, I think the spot is bad. And then I mean, you got the Nets getting four at home. Yeah, I mean, maybe you maybe you just play the Nets plus four and anticipate that this number is going to go down. All right, last one is I like the San Antonio Spurs at home minus six and a half versus the Kings. Kings have not playing, been playing good basketball. Uh, I've got this modeled on on matchup at nine point two uh, for the Spurs, and the Kings are on a third and four nights back to back. So I feel like I like the spot for San Antonio. I think San Antonio has a real shot to make the play in tournament because the Lakers are sliding so much. Uh, this feels to me like a good spot for the Spurs. Uh, I like San Antonio minus six and a half here. I'm not mad at that. You know, what stood out to me when I was looking at this game was the total. Yeah. The total is just, I mean, it's outlandish, but then I look at my model for the last month and I actually have this at 245. Yeah. And we know both of the, I mean, the Spurs have been lighting it up since the all-star break. So I kind of like the over here. Like I can't, I can't and, go anywhere near Kings totals right now. They're too out of whack. Like it's popping two thirty five or higher on every single one. And the problem is, I feel like the projections are, are especially on the recent data. Like all my you know year long stuff is going to put them under. I feel like the the full season, the the recent data is going to put the over. It's just such a high bar with where the game is being called right now to get the two forty. It's we've seen it, but it's still rare. The unders are still, you know, the the average. Point totals are still in the two twenties, so I I can't get yeah. there. It's I'm tired of trying to figure out if the Kings are going to play defense or not nine by nine. I just can't do it. I gotta I gotta stay away from that one. The Spurs have gone over in five of their last seven, and the Kings have actually gone over in eight out of their last ten. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> so that's like that's why this total is like that way, and that just stands out to me. <laughs> so that's gonna wrap it up for this edition of buckets. Thanks for joining us. Make sure to subscribe and download the Action Network app. Subscribe to the podcast, Buckets, wherever you get podcasts. Thanks for joining us, everybody. For Raheem Palmer, I'm Matt Moore. We'll see you guys again next time. Let's get Buckets. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. 
Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.